0: and Welcome to another episode here for the Funker Pot, the academic corner, my relaxing little academic corner here. If you're watching the video, you saw me smiling right away because this is not the second time that I recorded. The first time I I pressed record, but something didn't really work out. Now it seems to work. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at my screen where it shows that it's, re- that, that it's recording while I talk. Okay, great. Okay. I all, already finished, almost finished the preview, the, the episode once. <laughs> So I talked about, what I talked about was um, a few things. So it's A, why the academic corner? So because um, I want to talk to you guys that are listening to it, just to exchange ideas, building a community of sorts, so to speak. I did get a few emails so far, and I think I replied to everybody. So I appreciate that. Thanks. Keep them coming. Reach out on LinkedIn. A few of you did this too. I appreciate it too. Um, please please do. Yeah, connect there. Happy to do that. Because um, lots of my friends slash contacts might not really understand what I'm doing at university if they're not academics and my colleagues at university, not necessarily my friends, even though I appreciate all my colleagues, obviously, uh, it's just nice to like also talk informally about, about the things that we're doing, right? So that's why. Okay. So then this week in academics, I... Started a new class because one of my colleagues, he retired actually, and he just kept doing the classes for like half a semester. He said, I can do it until the midterm. Uh, But afterwards, someone else has to take over. There's someone else with me right now. So last week was midterm week, midterm exams. There's no midterm break after. Now we're back at teaching. I'm grading still. I grade all the exams twice usually to make sure that students get all, get the points that they deserve, obviously. I try to do like blind grading, obviously, so I don't know who I'm, whose paper I'm grading while I'm grading, but I think most people do that anyways. Okay. Um, I hope I'll finish by today, Saturday or tomorrow, Sunday, then. So much for professors don't work on the weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that new class called Multicultural Communication, fourth year students, uh, bachelor degree, so I like it. I, I like it a lot. I used to do this. I used to teach multicultural communication before I came to my current university. But then my colleague was here who, who's been doing this for years now, and now he, he's gone. And so I took over now for the second part of the semester. If if a new colleague is coming, uh, maybe he's he's going to take take over that course again. As I already have lots of courses, but let's see. I enjoy I enjoy the topic quite a lot. It's it's lots of fun. Also, I I love pre- teaching fourth year students because they already have the foundation, so you can. You can just, I don't know, talk with them like grown-ups a little more. Like They all know like the foundational communication uh, models. Uh, if I say, yeah, you remember Holt's communication model, then they say, yes, of course, we remember that, which is nice. So I don't need to lay the foundation again. So you can have some more intense slash detailed discussions. So in th- this week's class, for example, we talked about how multicultural communication Mm, sorry, how multicultural communication influences the war, for example. So we talked about the uh, Ukraine, obviously, and without pointing fingers, o- obviously, but we talked about how multicultural communication plays a part in like conflict, uh, communicating th- via or through conflicts or during conflicts, and how it impacts wars and so on. It was very interesting. Pretty interesting was what what students thought about that. Um, we also talk about multicultural communication in daily life, of course, how it impacts daily life, how it impacts lots of lots of things i I don't want to want to bore you with the with the facts here if you're not into communication but it was pretty interesting and i really enjoyed that it's lots of extra work now of course uh, but it's a really cool class and i really like the students so it's fun it's a big class like it's around like 85 to 90 students or so uh so that makes it a bit more difficult but let's see how it goes assignment wise i don't do exams in this class so I, mean, I did exams in my my other classes, in my midterm exams now. As I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, just to take them or get them out of the comfort zone because they're used to now taking electronic exams, online exams, open book exams. So I just wanted to do something different. Wanted to like get them out of the comfort zone and just put them back into under in a pressure situation, um, just to 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 mix things up a little. bit. I also told them like I want to see you sweat one last time because it's the fourth year, so they will be gone soon. Uh, I will not have the, I will not have final exams. I will have final presentations, pitches, reports, whatever, depending on the class. Of course, different classes, different different assessment methods. Obviously, um, in this new class now, what I'm doing is and, and let me know what you think about it. So, uh, ongoing assignment. They have to collect artifacts that somehow relate to their multicultural slash intercultural communication experience or things that somehow impact their way of communicating or something something that communicates to them, if, if you will, right? So that's what I want them. And then they will have to present two or three of those artifacts to class. That's like an ongoing assignment. And then the final assignment for the second half of the semester will be to write a paper, like not too long, like five, six, seven, eight pages max. Either a media critique paper, so crit, crit, critique a media text, um, based on like, the, the multicultural theories that, that we are discussing of course in class or um, write a paper on personal identity and, and how multicultural communication and different theories impact our personal identities so, or like in this case a specific identity, the student's identity. So I hope this gives them the opportunity to pick what they're really interested in. And I'm actually, even though it's going can be 80 to 90 students, and it's going to be lots of work grading it. I'm looking forward to reading the, those things because they should be quite insightful, I think. Okay, so that that's what happened this week in academics for me and uh, with my class and all those things. Let me know what you're doing, of course. Um, also, um, what else is happening? Oh, yeah, we had a... a well, it was very interesting to me. Uh, first time that I uh, was part of a of of a committee kind of like only as an observer in this case though um for a job interview because now as i mentioned one of my colleagues retired so we lo- we have an a job opening so if you're into it uh feel free to apply um and so i was in, in the in the room during the the job interview slash um teaching demonstration i also got asked questions uh, and 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 asked was able to ask a few questions to the candidate which was very interesting and then what i realized is that it's really h- hard, apparently, to, to find a person that is, A, academically savvy, like, who wants to do research and write journal papers and stuff like this, and on the other hand, who's really good with people and who's really good at, at teaching and communicating with people. And... I'm not, I don't want to talk more about like the applicant; it wouldn't it wouldn't be fair, of course. But I just realized that this is really difficult. And when I look at myself, right, I mentioned it several times. So I do like writing and creating content, obviously, as you can see. But I I hate journals. I hate journals with a passion, just because like you submit something and some random peer review guy, just because it's his job, he gets selected to be like the the reviewer. He he goes like, I just give you suggestions, and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And then you. Then you rephrase stuff and you try to implement the feedback, even though it doesn't make sense. And then you, after like back and forth, it gets submitted, it gets published, and then no one's gonna read it. Cause who reads, who reads journals? Because quite frankly, lots of the, I mean, we have to publish, right? As an academic, you have to publish, which means people publish because they have to, not because they want to. And it's, it, there's just so much BS in those journals there's lots of good stuff too of course of course but there's also so much bad stuff uh, so I'd rather i rather read like in professional magazines or whatever online publications conference like real con- not academic conference academic, academic conferences <laughs> no, let's not go down that road again but like I know when there's something, something that's coming out of, out of um, south to southwest for example things like this right I'm like, hey, cool. Let me see what 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 came out of that. Let me see what what, what people discussed and so on. But uh, academic terms, oh god. So, anyways, it's hard to find like someone who likes both, I guess, because I like the other kind of content, and I really like being in the classroom, teaching students, having discussions, debating things, and then making them go, oh yeah, right. That's fantastic. That that's that, that makes me really happy, and. Others are like more into academics, of course, which is great. To, like in research-wise, which is great too. But it's hard to find someone who does everything. I think just just my observation. Okay. Ah, enough enough about that though. Um, other than that, what I'm oh yeah, I, what I also had this week, which was pretty cool, and I think I should give a, give a shout out. I had a guest lecture by a marketing agency in my digital strategies class. And having guest lectures is always like either it goes well or just. Oops, in this case, it, it went really well. And I've been working with this agency for a few years now. I think it's the fourth year already, third or fourth year. Uh, so shout out to BitMath, B-I-D-M-A-T-H, BitMath, here in Bangkok. It's like a da- data-driven agency that works that does like some cool stuff with the data, um, they're in Bangkok, but their headquarters in the Netherlands. So, in case you're in Europe and you want to work with them, uh, I, I don't get anything for saying that. But we've been working together for three or four years now, and they brought a whole team to to the guest lecture, like not just like not just one person. They brought like a whole team, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then different team members presented different parts of, of of the presentation, and then afterwards they they played a game with the students, like a quiz, had some prizes for them, and then even enough time to give students individual feedback on their on their group projects they have some final projects that they're working on it was awesome so they, they spent like three hours with our students Fantas- like came all the way from downtown bangkok to the campus which is a long drive like 60 to 90 minutes one way in easily so i really appreciate that the bit math guys and girls came came out there it was fantastic so thanks for that again it was really cool I'm really lucky to have those those people doing guest lectures because they really seem to care, which is nice. We also had a few alumni working there, um, doing internships and then working there on big clients, which is really cool. So I really appreciate that. Okay, that was that was very positive. I like that. Should I should I should have more of those guest lectures? <laughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah. Then the last thing I wanted to talk about is class attendance. <laughs> so. Me and a colleague we co-teaching in one class. It's a first year class, this semester, and it's Friday morning, so it's it's the worst time, right? Friday Fridays tough, anyways. Um, and because it's first year, we're still going with like attendance, and we're like, okay, because it, it's a really it's an easy first year class, so attendance is even part of of the score. So in my fourth year classes. I, Attendance is not part of the score, right? obviously not. Like, why would you get credits for just being there? Yeah. But in the first year, we're like, okay, we try to establish like the habit of being on time, being there, and so on. So you 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 do get credits for for doing the attendance check, and still lots of students just show up late. And mm. so the, my my question is, do you force them into like with with credits and scores and stuff? Do you force them into into showing up on time, or, or are you like? Ah, whatever like for me the longest time like this is the only class with my colleague because like i think he he's more used to doing it um to actually do attendance check with, with scores i do a, i do attendance check in other classes like I'm, I'm like okay take a picture of this take a selfie right now upload it to our lms so i, I see that you were there it's not for credit it's just for me to see who's there and then when they come and then they want something like at the end of the semester, Ah I didn't get this. Can you explain it again? I can say, yeah, well, you haven't been, you've only been here like twice. So why would I, why would I go out of my way to do something for you? Whereas when someone who's there all the time, but then of course I also know them if they're there all the time, and then they say, Ah can you explain this again? I will I will be like, yeah, of course I do. No problem. Yeah. So if you have questions, ask them. But if you don't, if you don't bother to show up i'm not gonna go out of my way to explain you things that you should know when you when you would have or when you should have been in class when you would have been to class you would have known if someone who has been to class and didn't get it and then asks i'm I'm more than happy to explain it a thousand times of course right but if someone just doesn't doesn't show so that's what that's what i do like those attendance checks for usually attendance checks for Um, But in the first first year now with my colleague, it's like you have to be there by 9:30 or you don't get credits. And I wonder how other people doing that. Because a, it feels a little bit like kindergarten. But then again, seeing that many people, many students don't show up on time, maybe it's necessary. So um, maybe it's just a Thai thing. Like I do one guest lecture in a a, a European university that have has a campus here. Everybody's on time usually. Like everybody's there 10 minutes early. So maybe it's just it's just a tie thing. Let me know. Let me let, let me know what you think there. Um, next time in the academic corner, I'll try to have a guest. Let's see if it works for next time. If not, then, then definitely the, the time after um and i will have updates on a conference thing i don't want to say more right now but i have i will have the updates on a conference thing and an event thing it's going to be exciting so stay tuned what a cliffhanger Uh, if you have anything you want to share how's it going with you right now what are you doing Uh, let me know either by email funkypod at gmail.com or just at funkypod on all the socials like share subscribe would be awesome so we have a bigger community to, to discuss all those things Um, rate the podcast if you can then more people will find us that would be awesome until then stay safe take care don't give too many A's